Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. That you'll be with us in this room. Thank you, Father. That you're with us right now in this room. Thank you, Father. That you said that you'll be with us. Give God a hand clap one more time in this place. Faith City, I'm so excited to be standing here this morning in this moment. My name is Dantes Foster, for those who do not know. And I'm so excited about presenting this word this morning that God has given us for this day. While we're there standing, can we give our pastor and our first lady a hand clap this morning? Thank you, God. You said you'll be with us, God. You said you'll be with us. And God, we thank you, Lord, that you're with us in this very moment. God, you knew every single one of us that would be in this room today. And God, we just ask that you speak a relevant word. Lord, you speak a relevant word to the people who are in this house, God. And we thank you for what you're about to do and what's going to happen in days to come from this message. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Before you get seated, can you grab your Bibles this morning? And turn to Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Very familiar passage, Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. While you're grabbing that, can you give praise for my wife today? Can you give praise for my wife today? Thank God for her. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. If you don't have it, if you couldn't find it fast enough, it's on the screen. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3 reads, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at the command, God's command. That we now see, that what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. You may be seated as you find a neighbor and say, I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in faith. I'm walking in faith. One of the interesting things and times that we live in currently and living through is a pandemic. As we progress and attempt to move out of this pandemic, we think we're going to see the end of it. As we move and progress through this pandemic and through this time, we think we're going to see the end and move into the light. But as we, we progress, we hear of things called the monkeypox. We hear of new strands of the flu and coronavirus. We see natural disasters occurring. Many of us are going through storm after storm. Many of us are going through situations. I don't know about you, but this morning I had to drive through a storm just to get here. This week to be standing here today, I had to go through a spiritual storm in my life to stand here. And I believe each and every one of you have a testimony that you've been through a storm. You've been through situations. You've been through hardships. And we live in times, if you're not careful, you'll find yourself living in hopelessness, despair, and losing your faith. But I came to tell you today that regardless of what you see 
And regardless of what you see in the world, Hebrews 13 and 8 tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Which tells me that regardless of what I see around me, God is still in control. That regardless of what changes in this world, my God is still in control. Regardless of what I feel in my body, my God is still in control. Do I have a witness who can say, God is still in control. God is still in control. Regardless of what life brings me, God is still in control. Life often attempts to change the lens which, through which we see life, through which we see our faith. The enemy often comes to attack our faith, often in the moment, right before the breakthrough. Right before the breakthrough comes the storm. Right before the breakthrough comes the worst part. Because God, the devil knows if he can muzzle your faith, then he can tamper with your blessing. If he muzzles your faith, he can tamper with your blessing. But I came to encourage some people today because I believe that each and every one of us are on the verge of a breakthrough this morning. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me that somebody in this room today is on the edge of a breakthrough. And I will not come here to, I came here today to war on the enemy to tell him that he will not muzzle your faith. He will not keep your faith down, but your faith is rising. Your faith is going to get you through this situation. He will not tamper with your blessing, but I came to tell you that with the faith of God and walking in the faith of God, you can obtain your blessing. Somebody give God praise right there if you know that you can obtain your blessing. If you came up to obtain your blessing, if you know that you're not going to let the enemy snatch it from you, but you're going to keep on walking in faith. Hebrews 10, 35 through 39 tells us, so do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. And the next verse says, for in just a little while, you heard me other, earlier, I came to tell you that in just a little while, if you hang on in just a little while, in just a little while, God's going to have that breakthrough. I know you may not be able to see it through the storm, through the rain, through the sickness or the pain, but I came to tell you, if you just hold on just a little while longer, that faith, if you hold on to that faith just a little while longer, the, the coming one will come and not delay. The scripture goes on to say, and my righteousness, righteous ones will live by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. In other words, Paul is coming to tell us and writing to us and telling us, don't throw in the towel. Paul is saying, don't you dare give up, but have patient endurance. And then he says, the righteous will live by faith. This tells us that whatever faith is, that it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, not a moment. Not, not, not just when you need it in that moment, in that season of life. Not just when the storms come, but faith is a lifestyle. In other words, we have to walk it out in our lives. 
We have to live by faith and let that be the lens through which we see life. We can only live by faith. And if we live by faith, you will begin to experience the action of God in your life. You will begin to experience the action of God in your life. You get to experience God fulfilling his word and his promises by walking by faith, by walking by faith. I heard Pastor Foster a long time ago say it like this. Money moves earth, but faith moves heaven. You ought to find a neighbor and say money moves earth, but faith moves heaven. Find another neighbor and say it. That means that if we put our faith into action, it changes things. That means if we put our faith in action, it'll begin to shift things in our life. So I came to challenge you today, and I came to ask you one question. Am I really living by faith? You ought to ask yourself that question today. Am I really living by faith? Now, don't answer, but ask yourself, am I really living by faith? Because our God is real. Our God has power. Our God has some stuff stored up for you. But you won't see it if you're not walking in your faith. God has some things and promises waiting on you. But you have to put your faith on it. You have to put your faith on it. So somebody this morning is in this room asking, well, what is faith? I'm glad you asked this morning. What is faith? Part of it we just read in Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. I'll read it again. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. A life of faith understands that God's promises are real and will come to reality by God himself, even if they are unseen at present. I love the way Tony Evans says it. Dr. Tony Evans says faith is acting like it is so even when it's not so in order that it might be so simply because God said so. Can you just say that with me today? Faith is acting like it is so even when it's not so in order that it might be so simply because God said so. Now for your faith, can you say it one more time? God is faith is acting like it is so even when it's Somebody give God praise right there like you have the faith to believe that. As I've matriculated through life, I realize that there's more to faith than what meets the eye. There's layers to faith. And as, as, I, as I get older, I realize that, that, that the faith that I had back then might not be the faith that I need to walk through life now. And I've realized that there's layers to faith. As I mature in Christ, I realize that there's layers in faith. Some of us know faith as uh, a meaning of spirituality, meaning like, like he or she is a person of faith. He or she is a person of faith. Others understand uh, it as a determined belief that something good is going to happen to them. Still others think faith is a blind leap against known facts, but none of these are biblical faith. Instead, it involves confident action in response to God 
what, what God has made known. I'll say that again. Instead, faith involves confident action in response to what God has made known. The, the, the word tells us in Hebrews that it was by faith that Abel brought an acceptable offering to God. Hebrews 11 and 5 tells us it was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. It, Hebrews 11 and 7 tells us it was by faith that Noah built a large ark to save his family from the flood. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home to go to another land. It was by faith that Sarah was able to have a child although she was barren and everyone thought she was too old. God continued to keep his promise. It's by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. It's by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as they on dry ground. And it's by faith that I'm standing here today. It's by faith that you're sitting here today. Somebody just shout, it's by faith. It's by faith. You don't know my story, but it's by faith. You don't know my pain, but it's been by faith. You ought to find a neighbor and testify and tell them it's by faith. It's by faith. It's by faith. I don't, you don't know my story, but it's been by my faith. I'm standing here today. It's because my faith. You don't know the sickness I've been through, but it's by faith. You don't know the hell I've been through, but it's by my faith. It's by my faith that I'm standing here. I'm still walking. I'm still breathing. I'm still living. It's because of faith. It's by my faith. It's by my faith. I'm walking in faith. The old people used to say, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, trusting in his holy word. He's never failed us yet. Oh, can't turn around. We've come this far by faith. I came to tell somebody in here, we've come this far by faith. Somebody out of shot, we've come this far by faith and I can't turn around. I've come this far by faith and I won't turn around. I won't turn around. I won't turn around. I won't let the devil defeat me. But I'm going to keep on fighting. I'm going to keep walking by faith. If I have to crawl, I'm going to crawl by faith. If I have to walk, I have to walk by faith. I came to tell you to keep on walking by faith. Keep on walking by faith. So I came to suggest to you today that the people who we just named, and even you in this room today, are walking by faith. And your faith is made up of four particular components. Somebody say belief. belief. Faith starts with belief. Belief in God and what he says. I'm going to move on. It says the second one is trust. Somebody shout trust. God is simply asking us today, do you trust me? Do you trust me? The third one, somebody shout is obedience. Oh, y'all didn't say that real loud. Somebody just say obedience. obedience. I, know, I know how you feel. I know how you feel. I know how you feel. The third one is action. Somebody shout action. action. Now, obedience is, the, is, is faith's response to God's word. Action is putting all of these elements together. That belief and trust and obedience put into action. I don't have time to deal with, with all of these. I don't have time to deal with all of these, but, but I'm going to deal with some of them this morning. 
Perhaps we believe in God, but we have trust issues. Perhaps we walk around with the wrong lens on because we've been hurt by human beings that we often reflect that on God, that we often see God through our human lens rather than our faith lens, that we often don't turn off that lens of that hurt or that pain or that abuse or sickness or whatever you've been through to know that God is higher than that. God is greater than that because you got to turn on your faith lens. You got to turn on your faith lens. Maybe you have belief and trust, but you're not acting out in obedience Maybe you obey, but you're just to the point where, God, I don't know if this is too risky or not. I don't know if I should just back off, God. You said it, but I, I just don't know. I believe you, God. I trust you, God. But I don't know if I can uh, I obey you, God. But I don't know if I can take this next step, God. It, you know, oftentimes in this moment, we would we would preach and we would boast of those who had great faith and those who had wonderful faith. And we tell you the end of the story. But if we look in Genesis 15, we'll find God is talking to Abraham. Now, I'm going to tell you that Abraham is known as the father of faith. Most people know that if you grew up in church, that Abraham is known as the father of faith. And after promising him a son and an heir, and that his offspring shall be unnumbered in the stars. Uh, verse 6 says that Abraham believed the Lord. 15 and 6 says Abraham believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him righteous because of his faith. So just like Abraham, our first step is simply belief. Now, to give you some background in this and why this is so amazing, as I begin to study this, I begin to stumble upon this background about Abraham. What is amazing is in this time, in this Eastern culture, no one worshiped a God that was invisible. Nobody worshiped a God that they could not see. Nobody worshiped a God. Matter of fact, Abraham was weird. Just like some people believe that our faith is weird because we worship a God that we cannot see. We worship a God that, that comes through right on time, but they haven't experienced it quite yet. Abraham's story was a little weird. I mean, to follow a God who had no shrine, who had no idol, who had no physical form was weird in that time. Matter of fact, these people were, were not known as Christians or believers in this time. Matter of fact, they were superstitious in this time. It was superstitious. People often viewed them as that. And the word of God emphasizes that the Lord came to Abraham. Now, the majority of the communication between God and Abraham is often like ours, but it was in a vision or it was in an audible voice. It was normal in that time for them to be able to touch their God, to be able to, to go to the temple, to be able to worship in the house, in the shrine. If you, if you, in, in, if you uh, remember Rachel, Rachel steals a household of gods. And so to worship a God that had no image could not fit in their worldview. As you're reading the Bible, you have to understand that they're operating in a different worldview in a different time. So you have to understand the context of that time. But yet the Bible tells us that Abraham hears a voice and he believes. 
He hears a voice and he believes. And God is so impressed by this that Abraham doesn't need an idol. He doesn't need something tangible to follow that God credits him as this belief to him as righteous. What does he believe? What does he believe? He believes that God exists, but yet he believes more than that. He believes that his own son will be heir. He believes that his offspring will be unnumbered as the stars. But can I tell you today that belief is only the beginning of the journey? That belief is only the beginning of the journey. As we journey through Abraham's life, we find a story and we stumble upon the story of Hagar and and Ishmael. This shows us the importance of the next step, which is what? What's the next step behind belief? Trust. It shows us the next step, which is trust. Trust in God's own timing and his method and his purpose. Can we dig a little bit deeper in the next step of faith? Can we dig a little bit deeper along this journey of trust? Because if the first step is believing, believing God can do the impossible, then the next step I came to tell you is a little bit harder. It's a little bit harder because if we have faith in God through our belief, faith that he does what he says, that he knows me, then the next step is trusting his timing. The next step is trusting his ways. The next step is to ask yourself, can I trust him? Can I trust him? Can I trust him? Come here, Phil. Come come here, Phil, real quick. Real quick. Phil, I'm going to give you this blindfold, and I want you to put this blindfold on. Come on, give Deacon and training Phil. (laughs) Thank God for him. Thank God for him. So he has the blindfold on this morning. He got the blindfold on this morning. And uh, and I I know we've known each other for a little while. You and your wife go to church here. Got a child on the way. Uh, You got one child already. And, you know, we've been out to dinner a lot. And, you know, like you like to run. Uh, You don't you don't like to go to the gym too much. But you're still in shape, but, uh, but uh, they're trying to expose you out here, you know. I mean, I like to go to the gym, but, you know, I'm not in, uh, quite there where you are yet, you know. But, 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 but do you trust me? Do you, do you believe that, do you believe that I, I, can, I can catch you? Do you believe that, that I can lead you around this sanctuary? I mean, do you, do you believe it? Okay, okay, all right. So just, just turn around, just turn around. Uh, I'm, I'm going to turn you around. All right, you you right at the edge of the stage, but um, but 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 you might you you believe me, right? You believe I've been to the gym? Came to tell you I ain't been to the gym the last two weeks though, but I've been on a diet and it's been draining my my my, my emotions and everything. But uh, but but do you believe me? Uh, do you do you believe me? Uh, uh, well, well, do you believe me? Do you believe me? Do you believe me? I'm backing up just a little bit, but do you believe me? Do you believe me? Uh, I got my hand on you, but do you believe me? Uh, I got everything you need, but uh, do you believe me? Uh, I'm the strength of your life, but do you believe me? Uh, do you believe me, Phil? Do you believe me? But do you, do you trust that my hand is going to stretch far and wide? Do you stretch that I can take care of your family and take care of you at the same time? Do you trust me, Phil, that I can make it over there and catch you in enough time from across the stage? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? 
Do you, do you, are you sure? Because it sounds a little shaky there. Somebody give Phil a hand clap in the place. Somebody give Phil a hand clap in the place. I, I, I hope I demonstrated well how sometimes we believe that God is a God who can come through. Matter of fact, we heard our grandmothers say it. We heard our mothers say it. We hear people say it all the time. We read it in the Bible. But sometimes we, we struggle with, with trusting God. God said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. But, but sometimes we, we fail to trust God in that moment. We fail to trust God. We believe God's word until it's time to, to take that leap of trust. And my question today is, do we trust him? God is constantly asking us this question. Do you trust that I have the best for you? Do you trust me? that I'm good and I know more about you than you know about yourself. Do you trust my will? Do you trust my timing? Do you trust my love for you? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? Jesus says, do you trust me when it all works out? Do you trust me when none of it works out? Do you trust me when none of it works out? Because there's a difference when, when you trust Jesus and it all works out. But it's, it's some, you feel some type of way when, when you trust Jesus and it doesn't work out. You feel some type of way when the marriage doesn't work and you trust Jesus and it doesn't work out. God, I pray to you, but it's not working out. It's not working out in my favor. God, I've been looking for a job, Jesus, but it's not working out. Every interview that I go through, every interview that I go to, everything that I go through, Jesus, I say I trust you, but, but it's not working out. Do you trust God when he exceeds your expectations? Do you trust him when he doesn't exceed your expectations? Do you trust God when you got to the goal that you had listed on the paper? Do you trust God when he withheld the goal? Do you trust him when he held on to it just a little bit longer? Do you trust God God asks us first, will you believe? Then he asks, will you trust me? Do we trust his character and his nature? Do we trust his will for our lives? Do we trust his path and his way? Do we trust his word that we read and we're talking about today? Do we trust God's wisdom? Do we trust God's wisdom or are we just stuck on our own? Do we trust God's silence? Do we trust God's silence? God is asking today, do you trust me? As we flow through scripture, we find people who believe at moments, as I said earlier, but they did not trust. Can I tell you a story about a modern day pimp? That was real deep, wasn't it? <laughs> it all come together. All right. Do you trust me? No. Nah. So Abraham, I believe, I, I kind of modernized this, but Abraham was a modern-day pimp when he did this. So, so I, I, that's how I kind of phrase it. But there was a famine in Canaan. So Abraham goes to Egypt, and he's searching for food. He begins to scheme at this moment so he can provide for his family. He tells uh, Sarah something that I probably couldn't get away with today. He tells him, listen, when we go in this town, when we go to Egypt, I need you 
to pretend to be like my sister. Listen, I need you to pretend to be like my sister. Now, oftentimes in this, in this time, you know, as we, as we study this t- text, if, if Abraham had a went in, people always say, hey, Abraham would have probably been killed. Um, they probably would have taken uh, Sarah. Um, but ultimately, I, I kind of like to phrase it like this. Maybe Abraham was trying to go in to attract suitors so that he could get money to provide for his family so that he could sneak out in the middle of the night with Sarah and have all that he needed. Perhaps they would then pay the brother to court the sister. Perhaps his plan would come together as many riches and foods uh, were, were given by the suitors and he was able to, to sneak off. Abraham believes at this point, but obviously he doesn't trust God at this point. Trust God to provide an, in this need of time. So, so, so God, is, God is funny. God is funny how he sets this up. Now, now he sets this up and, and Pharaoh wants his sister. Now, now, Pharaoh does what he needs to do, but can I tell you that Pharaoh's the type of guy that he didn't need to give him any money? That Pharaoh is the type of person that can take whatever he wants, whenever he wants, however he wants to take it. That he didn't have to necessarily pay him anything, but he could say, this is mine. So God set him up ultimately for his plan to fail. Ultimately for his plan to fail because Abraham was attempting to scheme. Can I scoot over to Jacob? Jacob also schemes to get the will of God to come true in his life. The word uh, from birth has been that he would be the ruler over his brother. But instead of trusting that God would make it happen, he schemes with Rebecca, his mother. Then he tricks Isaac and Esau into giving away the birthright at blessing and blessing that God had promised Jacob. They believed God's will for Jacob, but they didn't trust it. They didn't trust him to deliver it. So instead, they started scheming to make it happen in their own strength. I've been there before. I know you have too. Well, God's made a promise to each and every one of us. And because it's not happening in our timing, in our way, you know, we got a way of just, you know, trying to figure out how to manipulate that thing trying to figure out how to make it work in our favor, in our timing, in our season. But God is asking you today, do you trust him? Do you trust him? How many times have you wanted the right thing, but gone about it the wrong way? How many times have you heard that there is a blessing on the way? God said he would, said he would be with me. But you tried to make it happen on your own. I've discovered that through life, that we have a success and achievement view of faith. A success and view and achievement view of faith. That it's about the end goal. That it's about achieving God's will in our lives. God is con- it's about achieving God's will in our life. But can I tell you something? God is worried just as much about the blessing as he is about the process and you receiving the blessing. Can I tell you that when you, do, when you do God's will, when you trust God, that you're walking in integrity? Can I tell you that? Because society has taught many of us that, that that's simply what, what it's all about. But I came to tell you that there's more than faith. There's more than faith. 
Society has taught us that faith means I need to do more, to obey more. And often it's about doing less, calming down, staying put, humility, and trusting God. And most importantly, stop scheming. Stop scheming. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt to wear uh, for it, but stop scheming. Now, I came to tell you strategizing is okay. It's using wisdom to follow God's will. But scheming is not okay. It's literally getting it done your way and a shortcut to God's will. But Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. He will make your path straight. He will make your paths straight. Can we take a shift here? And can I tell you that it's not all about walking in faith. It's not only about trusting in God, but it's about where your faith lies. Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Tap a neighbor and say, where is your faith? Luke 8, 22 through 25. We're going to read that scripture. And I preached this many times. Matter of fact, this was my initial sermon. This was my initial sermon. But I told you I matured a little bit in my faith. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about this scripture. But, but I think that I did it injustice the first time that I preached it. We're going to read it. It says, one day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross over to the other side of the lake. So they got into the boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke Jesus up. Master, master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the winds and raging waves. Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? Disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives command, even the winds and waves obey. Even the winds and waves obey. As we look at this scripture, this scripture is also found in Mark. This scripture is also found in, the, in Matthew. So as we begin to compare them, and I'm not going to read them for time's sake. If you want to go read them, Matthew is in Matthew 8, 23 through 27. Mark is in uh, 4, 35 through 41. And uh, did I miss one? I just told you one. And Luke is in 8, 22 through 25. All of these accounts are here and written from different perspectives. They're all written from different perspectives. Luke says, where is your faith? Matthew says, why are you afraid, O you of little faith? Mark says, why are you so afraid? Have you no faith? Now understand, in this time and in this season and in these gospels, there was a distinct measurement between faith. 
Some refer to it as great faith. Some refer to it as just little faith. And others where Jesus would say uh, uh, little faith or even you have no faith. But Luke here isn't measuring faith. He's asking, where is your faith? He's asking, where is your faith? Oftentimes, somebody in here I know loses their keys, loses their phone. And often they would ask, where are my keys? And often they would ask me, where is my keys? Where are, uh, uh, where is my phone? This illustration here or this verse is asking, where is your faith? In other words, it's asking a question as if they have misplaced their faith. That their faith is in something else. Can I tell you that in order to trust God, our faith needs to be in the right place. Our faith has to be in the right place. You might have your faith in your boyfriend, your wife, your spouse, your leader, but your faith has to be in the right place. It has to be in the right place. So often we put our faith in our job. So often we put our faith in relationships and people. So often we trust so hard in these things that have no, that, that, that can't keep us, that can't hold us, that can't affirm us, that can't validate us, that can't build our confidence. And it's not wrong to have faith in others, but it's wrong when you trust them to provide what only God can ultimately do. In this season, in this time, you know, I was, I was telling someone this story and, and God repeatedly reveals this to me, that I have to walk in faith. A shameless plug, at the end of September, I'm going to release my first album. You ought to give God praise for that. At the end of September, I'm going to release my first album. Now, that hasn't been an easy journey. In order to do something like this, I have to build a, a strategic team. I have to build people I work with. But what I found out through this journey is that people will let you down. That people don't always mean to, 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 to do what they do. But they don't always show up right on time. They don't always follow through with what they said they're going to do. But how many know that God is a God who will follow through when he says he's going to follow through? We serve a God who will come through when he says he's going to come through. That regardless of what the situation is and regardless of what the circumstances is, God in his nature and his character is unchanging. God is faithful and he accomplishes exactly what he set his will to do. The bedrock of our faith must be on God. Must be on God. Must be on God. So I came to ask you a question today. Do you trust God? Do you trust God? I came to ask you a question today. Are you walking in faith? I came to encourage someone who's walking on the verge of a breakthrough and ask you today, are you walking in faith? As I prepared this message over the last few weeks, I kept hearing God say some things are right around the corner. I kept hearing God say, there are some things that you've been praying for, that you're in store for, but you got to keep walking in faith. 
I know you may be tired, but you got to keep walking in faith. I came to tell you that whatever you have to do, if you have to bend over and walk in faith, if you have to move one leg by the other, you have to walk in faith. I came to tell you that you got to keep on walking in faith when you can't see your way. I came to tell you, you got to keep walking in faith when the storm comes. I came to tell you through the storm, through the rain, through the sickness and the pain, God said he'll be with you. You got to keep on walking. You got to keep on pressing. Do I have a witness in this place who can say that I'm going to keep on walking, that I'm going to keep on pressing, that I'm going to keep on coming? Because I got to trust in the one who will sustain me. God has placed a promise in each and every one of our hearts. God has placed a promise in each and every one of our hearts. It may seem impossible. I came to tell you for somebody dealing with a medical report that there's, there's nothing too hard for God. There's no way you're going to get well, they say. There's no way the financial situation is going to line up because business is so, so slow. There's no way you're going to make it. There's no way the circumstances are going to line up. You're never going to accomplish your dreams. You're never going to meet the right person. Your family is never going to be restored. But deep down inside, you have this type of confidence that keeps you walking in faith. You keep on knowing that God sits on the throne. You keep on knowing that God is bigger than your obstacle. You keep on knowing that he may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. You keep on knowing that God is fighting your battles, that God is arranging things in your favor. You keep on believing that I may not see it now, but I trust the Father. I trust the Father. I dare you just to give God praise right here and stand to your feet and give God praise like you're trusting the Father, like you're walking in it this morning. I dare you to release a praise in this place that will let the devil know you can't stand in my way. You gotta get out my way because I'm walking. I'm walking. Move out my way, devil. I'm gonna get my promise. I might be discouraged, but I'm gonna keep on walking. I might see this problem and it may look big, but I'm gonna keep on walking. I may hear negative thoughts in my head that it's impossible, that it may be taking too long, but I'm gonna keep on walking. I'm gonna keep on walking in victory. I'm gonna keep on walking in God's favor. I'm going to keep on walking in God's healing. I'm going to keep on walking in God's res uh, restoration. I'm going to keep on walking. Somebody shout, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. And while I'm walking, I'm going to give him praise. While I'm walking, I'm going to give him praise. When I feel like complaining, I'm going to give him praise. When I feel like complaining, when I see things aren't going my way, I'm going to keep on walking. I tell you to speak to some mountains this morning and say, I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm walking this morning. Somebody release a praise in this place. Come on. Come on. God's going to do something in this place if you just release it. I don't know what's on the verge of happening this morning, but I came to tell you it's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. You ought to release a praise. That
that will let the devil know that it's on the way. It's on the way. God is saying every promise I've spoken over you. It's on the way. Every dream I've dropped in your spirit. It's on the way. Every secret petition I've dropped in your heart. It's on the way. Everything you haven't told people about. It's on the way. It's on the way. Why? Because I'm a faithful God. I'm a faithful God. And it may not come on your timetable. But it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Because I came to tell you if you keep on walking in faith. God has the final say. I came to tell you faith as a church. If we keep on walking in faith. God has the final say. I came to tell you that none of these things will move me. Paul says none of these circumstances will move me. Although it looked impossible. He had an attitude that said I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. I don't care who's in my way. Move out my way. I'm going to keep on walking. Hell got to get out my way. I'm going to keep on walking. Circumstances got to keep on. Get out my way. I'm going to keep on walking. Why? Because I will not be moved by what I see. God, your promises are yes and amen. And you have the final say. I know what the doctor's report said. I know what the doctor's report said. But they can only treat you. They can't heal you. They can't heal you. I know what the economy is saying is about to happen. I know about your job situation, but I came to tell you, I know God supplies all your needs. He promises he will prosper me even in a recession. I came to tell you that I'm walking by faith. I will not be moved. Tap a neighbor and say, I will not be moved. I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. I keep on walking. I keep on walking. I'm going to keep on walking. They may say I can't get out of debt, but I'm going to keep on walking. They may say the economy is up and I can't afford a house, but I'm going to keep on walking. I came to tell you today, whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? Find a neighbor and say, whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? Whose report will you believe? Will you believe the report of the Lord? Will you believe the report of the Lord? That God said he would be with me. He's not a man that he should lie. He said he'll be with me. He said he'll be my shield. He said he'll be my protector. His favor surrounds you like a shield. Yes, God, we love you in this place. God, we thank you. We thank you. And we believe the report of the Lord. 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 The of the Lord. I just came today to encourage you for somebody who's walking on the edge. For somebody who's walking and can see your breakthrough and can feel your breakthrough, that God has placed it in your spirit. But obstacles keep getting in your way. That you gotta keep the faith. That you gotta keep the faith. That you gotta keep the faith even when the obstacles look impossible. God will worship you even when it doesn't look like it. God will put a praise on it in advance even when it doesn't look like it. And I don't know what you're dealing with today. But I just wanted to encourage you that God is still in control. I don't know if you need prayer this morning. 
to continue in your prayer walk. But I dare you to make your way to the altar. I dare you to make your way not to the altar for me, but I dare you to make your way to the altar for a God who specializes in the impossible. I don't know about you, but I'm believing God for some things in my life. I'm literally having to walk by faith. I'm literally having to walk in faith. I believe that God is going to move in your situation, in your circumstance, in this season. I feel it in this season. God, so we just lift you up right here. Praying for you this morning. Come on, somebody just lift up Jesus in this place. I believe there's there's others who want to come who are believing God. I came to tell you that his breakthrough is here. His wondrous working power is here. It's here in this place. God, we love you. Thank you, Jesus. Can you just lift Jesus up in this place?